Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Father, we thank you for our time together once again. We give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks for your presence, for your spirit within us. We give you thanks for open eyes and open ears and an open heart to see, to hear, and to receive the engrafted word which is able to save, to rescue and restore our souls. We are so grateful, Father, for every person that has logged on today, and we pray for the release of revelation knowledge, of spiritual understanding, and, Father, strength to flow and encouragement throughout your body today, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, today I'm going to teach on the struggle between the flesh and the spirit and how to overcome and live in victory. The struggle between the flesh and the spirit that is our born-again spirit and the flesh and how to overcome the flesh. Now I'm sure all of us can relate to the struggle that we have from day to day as we endeavor to walk in the spirit and not in our carnal nature. And to begin the session, I want to read from Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through to 18. Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 16 through to 18. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the flesh Paul is referring to here is the unrenewed mind or the unsaved soul and the body or the flesh. These two are referred to in the scriptures as the flesh or the carnal nature. Now, when we received Christ and we got born again, Our spirit man was born again and became a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, All things have passed away, and all things have become new in our spirits. Now he's referring to the born-again spirit. All things, your past, has been wiped away, passed away, And all things have become new in our spirits. 
It's important that we understand that. Our mind and our body remained the same. We still have the same mind. We have our own memories. And you're going to live with those memories for the rest of your life. That goes for our body. If you were thin before you got born again, then you thin after you got born again. You have the same body. If you were fat before you got born again, you fat when you, uh, when you after you got born again. In other words, your mind and your body remained the same and untouched by what happened to your inner man, to your spirit man. Now, this is the reason the Word of God instructs us to present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice and renew our way of thinking. Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. A very important instruction here Paul gives to the church in Rome. He says in verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Please note that this is something we do not God. We present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice from day to day. And we renew our minds by the Word of God. God will not do what He has instructed us to do. Amen? Now, the reason why we need to renew our minds is to inform them and educate them what really took place in our spirit man when we got born again. The renewing of the mind or as James says the restoration of the soul is vitally important if we are to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. The biggest battles that are fought they are fought over revelation knowledge because the devil's main strategy is to keep us in the dark and uninformed of what took place in us when we received Christ. How does he do that? He keeps pointing us to our failures, our feelings, our circumstances. He keeps pointing us to our past and whatever else he could find in the natural realm in order to condemn us and make us feel guilty, unworthy, and ashamed. That's his strategy. If our minds remain uneducated or unrenewed, and we only know ourselves according to the flesh or in the natural, we will continue to live in defeat, in guilt and condemnation. Now let me emphasize something here which is very important for us to understand and I pray you pay attention. Your spirit man is the real you. 
that spirit man, the real you, has been born again, and in your spirit you were made righteous and holy. So when God looks at you, He looks at you not from the natural standpoint, but from the spiritual standpoint of what has happened to you when you received Christ and you got born again. Our spirits are righteous and perfect. And in our spirits, we will never be more holy and more pure or more righteous than we are today. Are you listening to me? You need to understand that and receive a revelation because that is the real you. Your, there's nothing wrong with your spirit, man. In the spirit, you look exactly in the image of God, just like Jesus. The Word of God says in 1 John, I think, chapter 4, As He is in this world, so are we. Not going to be. We are now. Your spirit man is fully matured. Your spirit man is perfect and made holy and righteous and pure. That's who you are. Now that we are righteous, not by works, not by conduct, but by the grace of God, and are made perfect in our spirit, listen carefully, we need to educate and we need to train the rest of us to walk in that perfection and in that righteousness. And when I say the rest of us, I mean your soul and your body needs to be educated, needs to be trained to walk in the righteousness that we have already received as a free gift from God. In other words, your soul and your body are ignorant of what happened to you. And that is why we, the spirit man on the inside, must educate and train the rest of us to walk in that perfection and in that righteousness. We are, in other words, to deal with the soulish part of us by renewing it or saving it. To renew means to restore or to save. How? By embracing a new mindset, the mind of the spirit through the word of God. You see, there is a spiritual mind and there is the mind of the flesh. And these two will never agree. They always at war with one another. So we have a spiritual mind and we have a carnal mind or the mind of the flesh. What we ought to do is to minister to the soulish part of us, educate it, save it, restore it by embracing the mind of the Spirit that is contained in the Word of God. Jesus said, my words, the words that I speak to you, they are Spirit and they are life. Listen to what Ephesians 4.24 says. Paul is speaking to the church in Ephesus and he says to them, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That's something we do. We put on the new man. Now, let me explain this. 
before we got born again, our soul, the soulish part of us, which is our will, our emotions, as well as our mind or intellect, received its identity by the flesh, by the body. That's before we got born again. Our mind was programmed by our five physical senses and the five physical senses became the instructors of our brain. The five physical senses are the instructors of our brain. This is the central control. Nothing happens unless and until it goes through the mind. So, in our unregenerate state, in our fallen state, we received our identity from the flesh. And the mind, the unrenewed mind, was taught and programmed all of these years by our five physical senses. Are you with me? What we see, what we feel, what we taste, etc., instructs our brain to take appropriate action. Are you with me? And I'll explain how this happened. Let's go to the beginning. When Adam lost the presence of God and communication between him and God was severed, he died when he sinned. The only source of information he had to rely on was from his five physical senses. His spirit died immediately after his after he sinned and rebelled against God. Now it took him, the devil took him 930 years to kill him. You see, man did not know how to die. He had to be trained and taught and educated how to die. In our days, today, people die at 60, 70, 80 years. But it took the enemy hundreds and thousands of years to bring us to this place. You see, he didn't know, he only knew how to live. And that's why he took so long to die, because he didn't know how to die. And the devil had to train and educate him. Are you with me? But he died spiritually the moment he sinned. So, the moment he sinned, his spirit died. Communication between him and God was severed. Now, his spirit that was alive unto God was the part of him who communicated with God and fellowship with God because it was alive unto God. And Adam, before the fall, he was guided, he was admonished and instructed by his spirit and not by his flesh. Are you with me? That's why the moment they sinned, their eyes were opened. And they saw them. They were naked before they sinned, but they didn't realize it because they were governed by the Spirit of God. And they were so in love with God and walked in fellowship with God, they were not so conscious of themselves. They were God conscious and not self conscious. You understand that? Now, his soul, prior to the fall, received its identity from his spirit. But now that his spirit died, the soul could only rely on the body and the five physical senses for instruction. Putting off the old man, 
and putting on the new man, what we just read in Ephesians 4.24. He says, put off the old man, put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him in righteousness and true holiness. He is referring to our will, our emotions, and our mind, which is the soulish part of us. You see, one-third of you was saved. Two-thirds at the time of your rebirth remained unsaved. And that is why we need to renew our minds or save our souls. But one day we will receive a glorified body as well. That day hasn't come yet. Now, now that we got born again and our spirits are alive to God, listen carefully now, we must retrain and program our soul, that is our mind, our will and emotions, to identify with our born-again spirit and not with our fallen flesh, which desires to live the same way before we got born again. You see, the body still wants to do wrong. The body still wants to live in sin. Are you with me? And it is our responsibilities, now that we have received the life and the nature of God in our spirits, to train, to educate our soul so that the soul can begin to identify with our new born-again spirit rather than our fallen nature, which continues or desires to continue to live in sin. That's why Paul said this in Romans chapter 7. He said, in me, that is, in my flesh, dwells no good thing. There is nothing good in my flesh, he says. He was talking about the fallen nature of man. In our flesh, there's absolutely nothing good. Jesus said, the flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that quickeneth. It is the spirit that gives life. So, in our way of thinking, we need to receive we need to embrace this new mind, the mind of our born-again spirit, and not the mind of the flesh. We are to put off the mind of the flesh and embrace the mind of the spirit as the scriptures refer to it. In other words, put off the carnal mind. And that's why we need to educate our soul. How do we do that? Through the word of God. The instructors now of the soul must become the Word of God. We educate, we renew our mind, we save our soul through the Word of God in relation to who we are in Christ now that we got born again, what we have in Christ, and what we are capable of through Christ. The Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Why? Because Christ is in us, the hope of glory. And through Him, all things are possible. Amen? Now, <clears throat> this is where most battles take place. Because all our lives, from the time we were born and went to school, in our parents' home, our teachers, our, our lecturers, and everything in this natural world, has been training us and teaching us all our lives by to, to listen to 
our five physical senses and to believe only what we see, what we feel, what we hear, or we smell and taste. That's been our education. Are you with me? All of our lives we've been trained and taught by the fallen nature, by the unrenewed mind and the five physical senses. Now, James puts it this way in connection or in relation to the restoration of our, of our soul or to the saving of our soul. Sometimes we refer to people born again as their souls were saved. We had so many souls saved tonight because they accepted Christ. But in a biblical sense of the word, their souls were not saved. They got born again. The spirit man got born again and became a new creation, but the souls are still unsaved. They are unrenewed. That's why James, speaking to believers, not to unbelievers, says to them in James 1.21, listen carefully, he says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. He is addressing born-again believers who have been born again, but he says to them, your souls are still unsaved until you receive with meekness the implanted word of God, which is able to save your soul or restore your soul or renew your mind. You see, when we got born again, we still carry within us the trauma of the soul, emotional baggage, uh, fears, past experiences, past hurts, those things will continue to remain in the soul until we begin to systematically receive the Word of God, which is able to heal our very soul and restore it to perfect health and perfect condition. Amen? Are you with me so far? Praise God. So, the unrenewed mind or the unsaved soul is always taught and instructed by the physical senses. But if we renew it with the Word of God and train it, it will receive its identity from our spirit man, not from the body or the flesh anymore, and be instructed through the Spirit by the Word of God and thereby save the soul. In other words, we have a new instructor now. Not the body, but the Spirit. The saved soul or the renewed mind, siding and agreeing with our Spirit, they could bring the body into subjection to the Spirit. You see, it's two against one. When you have your soul in agreement with your spirit, when your mind is renewed with the mind of the spirit, you have your spirit man and your mind, your soul, in complete agreement, and it's two against one, and they, they subdue and discipline the body to walk accordingly. But if the soul sides with the body, and the five physical senses, then you have the soul and the body two against one, and they put our spirits in jail. They restrict it. 
This is the reason we need to renew the mind. We need to train them. We need to educate the soul to be instructed by the spirit man through the word of God as opposed to being taught and instructed by the physical senses. You see, our physical senses cannot understand spiritual things. It is impossible for them to receive the things of the spirit. Why? Because the word of God says the natural man receives not the things of the spirit. They are foolishness to the natural man. So the, the physical senses are completely ignorant. The unrenewed mind is completely ignorant of the spiritual world simply because they are unable to see that world or feel that world. Therefore, to them it doesn't exist. Because I cannot see it, it's not there. Because I cannot feel it, it's not there. And many of the body of Christ within the house of God are still so carnal and they will only believe what they see or what they feel and nothing beyond that. Hello? Are you with me? Hence the reason to train even our senses to discern between good and evil. And in Hebrews 5.14, the word of God says solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those, listen carefully, who by reason of use or exercise have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Even our physical senses need to be trained and exercised by the Word of God. You see that? Can you, can you see that from Hebrews 5.14? He says, solid food or mature spiritual meat can only be given to those who by reason of use or exercise have even the senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So the mature believer is the one who has renewed his mind, trained his senses in order to receive the mysteries of the kingdom of God or spiritual things. Solid food, Paul is referring to here, is the wisdom of God and the mysteries of the kingdom of God or the principles that govern the kingdom of God. The natural man, the physical man, the, the unrenewed mind cannot receive God's principles because the natural man receives not the things of the spirit. The word of God says, love your enemies and pray for those who despitefully use and persecute you. The natural man, the carnal man, the unrenewed mind and the flesh does not understand that. You hit me, I'll hit you. You spit on me, I'll spit on you. You speak bad of me, I'll speak bad of you. That is the, that is the natural man. He cannot receive the principles of the kingdom of God. But the mature man, the man who has his soul saved and is in agreement with his spirit will receive the word of God and act upon it. The word of God says, given it shall be given unto you again. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. The carnal mind says, no, how can I? I cannot afford to give. 
You see, he will not receive the principles of the kingdom of God that will bring success and prosperity to him because his mind is still unrenewed, doesn't understand this kind of instruction, and it kicks it out immediately. Hello? <laughs> the Bible says, there is one who scatters yet increases. That is completely contrary and opposite to the natural mind. How can I increase when I scatter? He doesn't understand that unless his mind is renewed. You see that? So as long as we continue to tolerate or put up with the unrenewed mind and not renew it, it will always side with our flesh who wants to do the things we were doing before we got born again. And, and, and we're going to end up as Paul describes it in Romans chapter 7 and in verse 19, he says this, For the good that I will to do, I do not. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. He says, I keep doing what I don't want to do. The good that I want to do, I find myself another law rising up and I find myself doing what I hate. And then he cries out, O oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And then he gives the answer. He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what is the answer then to this struggle? How can we get out of this strife and struggle when, when we want to do good, we do evil? How do we get out of this? What's the answer? What's the solution? The answer is found in the opening verses. We read from Galatians. He says, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's the solution. How do you walk in the spirit? You live life from your spirit, man. The walk in the spirit is the walk of faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. It is a walk by the word of God. We are instructed by the word now and not by our fallen nature. We learn to live and walk from our born again spirits and not by our physical senses. Sure, the physical senses have their place. But when it comes to God and his word and to spiritual things, we need to understand that our senses, because they cannot see the kingdom, they cannot feel the world of the spirit, they will reject it. So we need to train them and enable them to understand there is another world beyond the world that we see with our natural eyes. Are you with me so far? In order to do this successfully, we require a spiritual mind. The Bible talks about the mind of the spirit and the mind of the flesh. So what we need to do is to put on the new man, which is the new man, the spirit man, the mind of the spirit that is renewed by the word of God. So once our minds are renewed, they will side with our spirits and the two of them will subdue the flesh, the body. This way, we will experience what Paul described in 1 Corinthians 9.27. Look what he says, 1 Corinthians 9.27. Paul is speaking here and he says, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, 
I bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. The I he is referring to is his born again spirit and his renewed mind or spiritual mind. He says, I bring my body into subjection. I discipline it. I subdue it. It's the spirit together with the renewed mind. He obtained the mind of the spirit and was able to discipline his body and keep it under control. Now, someone asked Kenneth E. Hagen once what he considered to be a truly spiritual man or a mature believer. This is what he said. A spiritual man or a mature believer is one who has his mind in perfect alignment and agreement with his born-again spirit. That is a truly spiritual person. That is a mature believer. To win the battle between our born-again spirit and the flesh, we need to study the Word of God and take time to renew our minds. And that doesn't happen automatically. That will never happen by you listening to me once a week. You need to meditate and study the Word of God from day to day for yourself and find out what the Word of God has to say. The Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 8, For to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You want peace? You want prosperity? You want victory? And this is the key. Obtain a spiritual mind. For to be spiritually minded is life and peace, but to be carnally minded is death. Believers who consider their bodies more than they consider the Word of God, the Bible calls them carnal. God still loves them. And if they die, they will go straight into heaven. But while they live here, they will live life that is miserable, defeated, and oppressed, and depressed. Are you there? The Word of God declares that we ought to know ourselves after the Spirit and not after the flesh. Why? Because we are more than what we look like. We are more than what we feel. One third of us is spiritual. And that's the real you. You know that you are not just human. You are superhuman. Because you have supernatural power dwelling within you. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. You and I have resurrection power living within our spirits. But that life needs to get out and do some good. And that life cannot get out without the cooperation of the mind and the body. It has to go through the soul. So to reach the body and the body to act on that life and to do good. Are you with me? And that is, the, that is where the battle is. We must release that life from within us to go out into this natural physical world 
and do good and touch people's lives with the love of God, with the kindness of God, with the healing power of God, with the message of the gospel. But our spirits cannot be released without the cooperation of the mind, the renewed mind, and the body. My spirit cannot move my phone. <laughs> if I want to move my phone from here to another place, my spirit cannot do it without the cooperation of my mind giving a signal to my body to do it. You see that? So, we are more than what we look like. We are more than what we feel like. There is so much more of us than what we know. That's why knowledge is the key. The Word of God says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Ignorance is the primary weapon of the devil. That's what we discussed last time. He takes advantage of our ignorance and uses it against us. So the first place to start is to discover your new identity in Christ. Who you really are. Need to ask yourself, who am I? From the natural standpoint, you know yourself. You know what you look like. You know who your parents are. You know where you were born. You know where you were raised, where you were educated. But the spiritual man of you, who are you? And the only source of information that is true concerning who you are is the Word of God. Today, even in the body of Christ, we have an identity crisis. People don't know who they are. So instead of living the life that God intended for them, they are experimenting. So you need to go to the Word of God. The Word of God compares it as a spiritual mirror. If you want to know what you look like, visit, you go look at the mirror. If you, if you need to know whether your hair is combed, what do you do or uncombed? You go to the mirror, you see, well, you know, I need to fix my hair. I need to uh, wash my face and all of that. And you, and you adjust depending on what you see. But in the spirit, how would you know? You go to look into another mirror, which is spiritual. And the spiritual mirror is the word of God. The word of God says it is the perfect law of liberty. So we need to look into the Word intently and with purpose and find out who we are in Christ. If you go through the New Testament, underline the words in Him, in whom, with Christ. And you will find out who you are, what you have, and what you are capable of. And live with those images. Believe them. Meditate on them, confess them, talk about them. You see, let me, let me end with this, with this thought. Just to reiterate some of these things. The soul is sandwiched between the spirit and the body. The soul has the capacity to move between the two. Are you with me? They can identify with our spirit or they can identify with the body. Our spirit cannot govern the body without the assistance of the soul. 
Whoever controls the soul or the mind, it can control the entire person. Now you understand why the scripture says in Proverbs 23 and verse 7, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You are who you think you are. You can do what you think you can do. No more than that. Your thoughts can imprison your spirit or liberate your spirit. Amen. So, but if the flesh or the body controls the soul or the mind, then we are what the Bible calls a carnal believer. And Paul wrote, he had a lot to say to the Corinthians concerning the carnal state. He says, what's the matter with you? You act like mere men, like nothing has happened to you, like you are not born again, like you are not saved. You act like the people of the world. Andrew Womack says, if you are ever convicted as a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? You know, so many in the body of Christ today are just like the world. Defeated, miserable, depressed, sick, broke. There should be a difference between us and the people of the world. You, are you with me? Do you agree with me? How are we going to do that? We've just explained how. But if the spirit man controls the soul, then we are spiritual. And to be spiritually minded is life and peace, but to be carnally minded is death. It is sickness, disease, poverty, defeat, guilt, shame, inferior, and all of those things that have nothing to do with a born-again uh, person. They don't belong to us. So, we've got a lot of work to do. You know, that's why I say, <clears throat> I think last week, I've even put it on the Facebook page of the ministry. At times I fail to understand born-again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking believers who will spend 45 to 60 hours a week in order to sustain themselves financially as well as the families and to provide. But we don't seem to have or spend just a few hours in the Word of God so that we can renew our soul, our mind, and restore our souls so that we can live in victory and overcome in this life. It's a, it's a, it's a tragedy. That's why the Lord said to Joshua, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate therein day and night so that you may observe to do all that is written therein, and then you will make your way prosperous and have good success. This is the first place we begin. You must discover who you are in the Spirit, what you have because of Christ. You must discover your authority in Christ and take that authority and use it against the devil when he harasses you. And liberate yourself, your family, and others as well. Amen? Praise God. I, I'm, I, I really, the things that I'm teaching you today took me years and years to learn. Many years. And I'm still learning. I'm still growing. So get to work. Study the Word. Find out who you are. Talk to yourself if you have to. You need to talk to yourself. Stand in front of the mirror. And tell yourself, this is who you are. Tell your mind who you are. Educate your mind. Train your mind and train your body. 
And if you do that, you will win the battle over the flesh. Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I trust you, you'll learn something from this lesson today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word tonight, Lord. We thank you for the things we are learning and have learned. And we thank you for the responsibility that you placed upon us to educate our minds, to renew our minds, to restore our souls so that the soul can receive its identity from our born-again spirit who is righteous and holy and perfect so that we may walk in victory all the days of our lives. We give you praise and thanks for your spirit that makes these truths a living reality and an experience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.